we start the episode off today following Arthas and trailing behind him, Ro. Last episode, Arthas, during the interrogation of Margot Oaks, you had noticed an individual, a little rough-looking, shambling off away from where you were standing, and sensing that that might be worth noting you followed after him. I would probably say, I know you had said that you weren't trying to be stealthy, but you were keeping a little bit of a distance. Not hard for you to do. Your legs are long enough. If you wanted to close the distance, you could easily do so. Ro, I believe you had said that you were hurrying up to try and catch up with Arthas. So why don't we start off there? You have caught up to the big giant kin. What are the two of you doing as you follow this individual? I'm going to reach out and tap Arthas on the on the arm. Arthas, we're in the middle of something. What 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 is so pressing? I believe he may know her. Who 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 are you who are you talking about? I didn't I just point in the most stealthy way that I possibly can at the guy I'm trying to trail. I'm going to look over in that direction. What do I do I see what uh, Arthas is who Arthas is indicating to? So directly ahead of the two of you is this individual. He looks to be a little bit taller than average in height, black hair from what little bits of his skin you can see. He does appear to be a paler individual covered in clothes that at one point probably were very nice, but now they have some tatters. They're a little dirty and he does seem to be shambling a little bit. People are giving him a little bit of a berth, so it is relatively easy to pick him out of the crowd. Oh, he definitely does look suspicious. But do you think it's useful that we, we follow? I mean, of course you do. You're following him. Do you wish for assistance? Should I head him off or something? I think I can handle it. Okay. Just make sure eight stays, I guess, with that lead. Okay. Are you sure? We, I, I could provide backup. You were very t- you, you took quite a beating during your fight. Healers took care of most of that. And besides, he doesn't look like he'll give me much trouble. Okay. And with that, I'm going to keep trailing this guy and try to figure out where he's going or what he's doing. Sure. You follow him for maybe 10 minutes before you end up at this large ramshackle building relatively close to the airport. The building has a sign on the front that says it is the Overlook Inn. And he goes inside, but before he does, he stops and wipes something off the front of his coat. Probably should have been smart to take off his coat and wipe the dirt off the back as well, but he did not. And he walked in and left you outside. Do you follow? Are there any windows that I can sort of look in? Yeah, there's a couple. They are very grime and dirt covered, but if you get right up there, you can see kind of blurry images as to what's going on in there. How many people can I see? If you look in the first level window, you can see that there is someone, you can only see their upper body, so potentially they are standing behind a bar or a desk of some sort. You can see one person walking up to the bar and you can see that there are two people that are sitting at a table. Other than that, you can't see much of the room. All right, I guess I'm going to have to walk in there. 
this building potentially at one point may have been a warehouse. It has these large double doors that you are able to walk through relatively easy. You just have to stoop a little bit. Ro, are you following Arthas into the inn? I'm not following into the inn. I, I'd like to say that I feigned walking back over to eight and inspector, but after I'm sure Arthas is continue following, I will follow after Arthas just to make sure everything's okay. Arthas seems very confident, and so I want to give him that sort of opportunity, but provide backup in case anything goes wrong. Okay, so you're kind of hanging out by the windows and doors, making sure that you're listening for any sounds of trouble then. Correct, yes. Arthas, you walk into the Overlook Inn and you can immediately see that there is this gray-haired, unkempt individual behind a bar, shining, cleaning, not really sure, a glass mug. I don't really know how much cleaning there actually is, considering every once in a while he spits into the mug and then wipes it with this dirty rag. The individual standing nearby is the person you have been trailing. As you look around the room, you do see the two individuals sitting at the table that you saw through the grimy window. They are actually two gnomes. And then off to the right, you see an individual who, if you look at him, his face is a little broken, almost looks like maybe he had been a fighter at one point, broken nose, he's got scars across his face, but he is wearing a very fashionable gambeson, sipping a glass of red wine. At this point in the day, it is starting to get dark. It is around supper time, and you can smell fresh bread wafting in from somewhere. The person behind the bar nods to you, but doesn't say anything. I uh, nod back at him and just, I suppose, start making my way inside, trying to get a better look at the guy who was hanging around our interrogation. You walk in. It's a large-ish building, but as far as the space that is accorded the dining area, it is not very large at all. Probably enough for maybe 10 tables in the bar. So you don't have to move in too far to be able to be fully in the building. If you're trying to get a look at the individual at the bar without actually walking up to the bar, you can see he's now sitting on a stool and he has one hand on the bar top, but he's keeping his face relatively hidden. His hair is relatively disheveled and long enough where it can cover his face if he's not pushing it back. The interrogation we did, that wasn't just like in an easily accessible public park, right? Or just like... It was out in the main thoroughfare. Okay, I just want to make sure like he wasn't just a guy that happened to be there and I'm just, you know, trailing some dude who's just trying to get a drink. I mean, maybe. Maybe not. I guess I'm going to start walking over to the bar and just sort of seat myself next to him. And how blunt am I going to be with this? So I'll get seated and just immediately go with, so what were you up to? The man shakes almost as if he was awakened by your sentence, turns and looks at you. Oh, I'm sorry. What? I couldn't help but notice you were hanging very close to an investigation that me and some compatriots were conducting. And now I have followed you to this bar. What are you up to? An investigation? Yes. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Over a poisoning. A poisoning, huh? Yes. Interesting. He takes out a little notebook from his cape and starts making notes with his little ink pen. Who was poisoned? Is there a way that I can roll motive in Genesis? 
So what you can do, you can make it a perception check and it's gonna be hard difficulty, so three purple. And I'm gonna use the story point to upgrade it once. So it'll be two purple, one red. Ooh, two failures and a threat. He seems to be very interested. Taking notes. Doesn't seem to be too put off that you are being so inquisitive. I will say take a strain for that threat. You have to support a lot of your weight on your feet and not actually sit on the stool since the stool is so much smaller than you. Well, he seems trustworthy enough. One Jane Freewell during the pie-eating contest. Oh, is that what the people in the medical tent were talking about? I overheard them saying something earlier today. Something about a girl that had fallen ill during some event. Such a shame, such a shame. Well, yes, that's what me and the other investigators are getting to the bottom of. Did you follow me all this way? Yes. Yes, I did. He motions to you to come in closer. I uh, do so. You know, I'd be a little more careful about who I trust if I were you. Do you care to elaborate on that, or...? That tiefling that you're talking to? Yes. Not exactly who he says he is. He looks around, makes sure that the bartender is far enough away and nobody else is prying. You see, uh... Calls himself Francis, right? Yes. Yeah. He asked some person about cheese, didn't he? He always asks about cheese. I hear. He's crooked. Calls himself a detective and works for the town guard. What I hear, he's got some underground dealings. A not-so-good fellow, if you ask me. Do you have anything to back those claims up, or...? Sure. Ask him what his favorite wine is. I bet you anything, it's not something that you can get around here. I'll keep that in mind. And I stand up and start making my way toward the door. Hey, hey, wait a minute here. Ain't you got something for that? That information's worth money. And he starts gesturing with his fingertips, like you do when you're expecting a tip. I rifle through my pocket and hand him a gold. He bites it when it doesn't bend. Nice to own business with you. Slams the gold on the countertop and nods to the barkeep, who then turns and grabs a very nice-looking bottle off the back shelf. Ro, you see Arthas exiting the Overlook Inn, closes the double doors behind him. Arthas, uh, f- forgive me. I had a bad feeling and just decided to follow just in case. I hope that's okay. Quite all right. Okay. But... We may have larger problems. What What do you mean? Everything okay in there? Francis. Apparently maybe less law inclined than we expected. Oh no, that's quite troubling. We trusted him so blindly. He did have the pipe. The pipe was quite, quite convincing. Is eight alone with them? Yeah, the two of you left Eight and Francis together. I have broken into the sprint. Okay. Ro, are you... How fast are you chasing after Arthas? <laughs> I'm trying to keep up, but I know... <laughs> I know I can't. 
I cannot. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were going to break into a sprint yourself or if you were just going to do the, well, I guess I'll just walk because there's no way I'm going to be able to catch up. I believe it's it's more of a jog. I'm not all out sprint um, because I know I can't catch up. But Totally fair. The prospect of one of my friends being in danger is quite troubling. Best friend, I should say. Thank you for reminding me. All right, so at that note, Eight and Francis. Eight, you have been doing your psychic scan and... You read the emotions of this person, this Margot Oaks. She seemed very troubled, very anxious. You weren't able to get a good read on that vial when you tested it earlier in the day. So you flat out asked her, "Who? how did you get the poison? Margot stands there, looking up at you. Her eyes, um, Francis, you can see her eyes are as wide as saucers. She looks terrified. She's trembling. She looks at you eight. I was given the poison. Who gave it to you? I lean in, and my eyes are turning gradually from violet to red as she answers that she is the one responsible for poisoning Jane. I don't know his name. He... he was very well dressed, but I don't know his name. What was he wearing? What did he look like? Tell me. He had, um, brown hair, like, like mousy colored, like a, like a field mouse, um, tan skin, uh, um, bright green eyes. What did he promise you for doing this? Um, at this point she looks down. Look, I, uh, I told you I used to be a server. And that the place no longer in business. And I have I have debts, and and he he promised that all my debts would be wiped clean. I turn to Inspector Francis, and Francis, you would see my eyes are now a brilliant blood red color instead of the vibrant and cheerful purple that they had been. Inspector. Can you tell the guards to look into this young lady's finances? We could certainly do that. Um, I could easily have someone look into that and resolve it. Uh, Inspector Nine, it seems as though you have just uh, done something rather interesting in order to get to the truth of the matter. This is something that you're able to do regularly. It's incredibly helpful as a inspector. I am not finished yet, and I turn and I grab her wrist. What debts do you owe? And I apply pressure. Okay. How much pressure? Enough to make her uncomfortable. She starts to scream. Help! Help! The Warforged is attacking! Someone help! Murderers do not get... People are starting to stare at you, eight. ...to receive public sympathy. I am not the murderer. I just did what I was told making you the culprit and one responsible for this death. She's sobbing now, and she's going limp, so that she's collapsing to her knees in the street. This will not do. I used my mind shape last session. I'd like to do it again and make her compliant. Do you happen to remember what the difficulty was? I don't remember offhand. I feel like it was just medium. I mean, that sounds fair. All right. Go ahead and make it medium difficulty. I don't have any GM 
story points, so I can't upgrade it much as I'd like to. Uh, what check would you like me to make? Let's do coercion. Okay. If you're trying to get her to feel a certain way, coercion would make the most sense. I just have an advantage left over. What does this mind shape look like? As I'm holding her wrist, and she's slouching and going limp, and as the crowd's kind of drawing around, I continue to just stare with an intense scrutiny. And to the untrained eye, no one would see anything, but to someone who may be keen on inspecting, they might see a small emanation of a purplish wave, almost like when you see heat off of a stovetop or over desert sands. And it goes from my head and goes down through my arm to her body and envelops her in that weird purple aura as as it kind of settles around her. Francis, you see this happening. You know that the crowd around you is paying a lot more attention than you probably would like. There are whispers that are getting louder. People are starting to encircle the three of you. Are there any other guards around in this vicinity? The only other person is a medical worker who would be inside the tent and probably would have come out at the sound of screams. But as far as you can see, you don't see any guards in the crowd, no. I will uh, turn to the crowd and uh, pull out my badge, my official, you know, uh, whatever I have, and uh, say, everyone, please take a moment and calm yourselves. This is uh, an, an official investigation. There's nothing to see here. Carry on, um, before turning back towards Inspector Nine and saying, perhaps we ought to um, <clears throat> move this into a more private location or uh, perhaps return to um, uh, the station. Yes, we should arrest her, shouldn't we? That is a very formal word for bringing her in for holding for the time being, but yes. Wonderful. I will apprehend her and I reach for her other wrist. Okay, um, Inspector Nine, uh, may I suggest that we move swiftly and uh, with as little um, perceived aggression towards a defenseless woman in our care <clears throat> for the sake of not upsetting the crowd? I do not understand. She is a murderer. Uh, yes, but... Uh, the steps you have taken in order to get there are not easily repeatable for the average person, and so they might not. Um, all I'm saying is we don't want it to appear as though we're being harsh. You would show leniency to a killer. I would not actively harm them on the walk to the station. I shake my head. Of, of course, uh, Inspector Francis, you are the expert, and I will let go. I apologize, and my eyes go from that red, instantly shifting back to the the violet. I will defer to your expertise and handle her as you will. But if she attempts to run, I will not hesitate. Of course, I do not mean to imply that you're incorrect about anything. I just simply want to uh, be certain that we are not um, using our power, more perceived power, 
as inspectors of the law um, to bring harm to others. So. What is the law's role if not to punish those who would harm others? It is also to promote good, to um, benefit those who abide by it. And everyone in our town who lives here is deserving of being treated with respect. Even if they are in the wrong, they must be respected. We must not harm them. I look towards the crowd surrounding us, just kind of taking a circle. Then shows of force as warning, not appreciated. I would recommend against it in this particular instance. Fair enough. I will withdraw. All right. I'll reach out and kind of uh, pat Inspector Nine's shoulder, um, trying to, you know, provide affirmation um, before I walk over to uh, Margot and uh, just uh, kind of uh, take her by the elbow, basically, and say, uh, would you mind walking back towards the station with us? I think it is uh, important that we um, continue this conversation uh, in a more secluded location. Uh, I assure you that you will be treated with every hospitality and uh, you will not be uh, charged wrongfully for uh, being the, the mastermind behind a poisoning when you were merely the pawn in this uh, particular endeavor. Yeah, I mean, she she very easily goes with you. She wants to get as far from the Warforged as humanly possible. She is very puffy-faced at this point from tears. She's got snot rolling down her face. She takes it gladly. I butt in. Inspector Francis, I will wait here for the return of our friends and expedite our return to the station. Uh, perfect. Uh, well, I'll, I'll see you back there then in just a moment. Um, uh, and I'll give instructions for how to get there and then uh, begin walking off with Margot and I'll can just use the badge if anyone gets too close to be like, rup, rup, official business, rup, none of that. How much staring? And does anyone in the crowd do anything with me just standing there? People keep their distance from you, but if you look at the crowd, you can see fear, you can see concern, maybe even a little anger. And you're reminded what other people have said about you and your kind. I will go into the medical tent. Before we address Arthas and Rose's arrival, Francis, is there anything you are saying or doing on your way back to the station? Yes. I've got a pocket handkerchief I'll offer for her to use. I think once we, uh, you know, clear the crowd, I'll, I'll just kind of try to speak somewhat comfortingly to Margot. I don't want her to be... Uh, Concerned that we're going to execute her as the person who has, you know, been intending to kill someone, right? I, I, it feels clear to me, at least, that uh, this is an instance of being manipulated, and I don't want her to feel as though she's going to be um, tried as more than that. It's a serious issue, but not one that is, um... I, I, I don't want her to 
be concerned uh, overly that she's going to be uh, misunderstood as the murderer and not an accomplice in murder, if that makes sense. It's a petty distinction, but I'm trying to put her at ease as much as possible. Okay. Um, give me a charm check. Make it hard difficulty. I have two successes and one advantage on that roll. Yeah, I, about halfway to the station, she visibly calms down. She stops crying. She's a little bit of whimpering every once in a while, but she has she has calmed very visibly. Now, there, there, we'll get in all to a nice cup of tea and we'll sort everything out, not to worry. And we'll go into the station and I'll try to make it as, as hospitable as possible. Um, and once we get there, I'll, I'll have a, a guard, you know, as I'm like preparing a tea, I'll pull someone aside, but I wouldn't mind looking into uh, this young woman's uh, personal finances. Uh, I feel like there's something to dig into there, if you could see what there is to find. Rowan Arthas, you arrive at the medical tent, you see that there is a crowd that is just starting to dissipate. They are talking amongst each other, and it's very obvious that this is a crowd that had been circling the medical tent and watching something. You get through the crowd, you don't see eight. Or Francis. I have immediately assumed the worst. What's the worst? <laughs> well, I assume that the tiefling did something weird, and now eight has been disposed of. Okay, what are you doing? So now I'm going to find the police station and go on a death mission. Okay, so you get there, you look around, you don't see eight, so you just start walking off somewhere. That's a great point. Do I know where the police station is? I don't think we addressed it last session, so no, you would not know offhand where the police station is. Does anyone in the crowd look like a guard? No, you don't see any guards, but you do see a whole bunch of civilians. At what point do am I arriving? Uh, probably about now. You've you've seen Arthas just stop and is looking around, so you by now you're. The crowd is still dissipating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 pretty broken up at this point. But uh, anyone who's who is lingering, I'd like to sort of excuse me, excuse me. Um, what 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 just transpired? Was, why what why is everyone standing around? Oh, uh, it's a woman in a bright purple woolen dress. Got her her hair is done up in a very nice coif. She does look like she does pretty well for herself. Oh, um, she looks around. Have you ever heard of Warforged? Yes. Yes, I, I have. There was one here in the city, and it was attacking a young girl. Something about murderer? It was terrifying. She was screaming and sobbing. Okay. Let me stop you right there. This might have all been just a misunderstanding. The Warforged in question is quite sweet, actually. No, no, no. I saw it. The Warforged had her by the arm, and it beat her. Beat her? Do I hear any of that? Oh, yeah, you, you totally do. I 180 on, on my heel and just stare down at her. And I lean in real careful like, eight wouldn't do that. She jumps a little bit and looks at the two of you. No, no, I saw it with my own eyes. 
And then it hid, and she points at the medical tent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, I, I guess. Not all things are quite what they seem. Please remember that, and I will walk past her towards the medical tent. Quite curtly, I don't want to be rude, but it's, it's a little rude. Arthas, I think eight's inside. Fantastic news, Ro. I don't think eight is dead. <laughs> Neither do I. And with that, I'll uh, start walking towards that tent. Eight. Eight, eight. Inspector Nine, are you in here? Is everything okay? You would enter the tent and... GM, Jane's body is still here, correct? I don't think I explicitly said that the body was gone, but we'll just assume that they've cleaned the corpse out at this point. Probably out while you were doing your investigations. You would see me seated at a chair next to the table where the body had been. My face buried in my hands. Eight, are you okay? At hearing Arthas, I'll drop the hands from my face and just kind of turn and look from a hunched position. You would all see a huge frown plastered on my face as well as my eyebrows kind of furrowed over my lenses and they are a deep blue, a navy blue. And I look to the two of you. My friends, I I am glad you're here. Is, is Inspector Francis with you? It is just me. Eight. We... I have let Inspector Francis go with uh, the murderer Margot oh to the police station. Arthur, are they okay? I wish I knew. Margot was the murderer. I don't understand. I, I, is everything okay? Did Inspector Francis do anything to sour that you sour your mood is margot okay inspector francis has a light touch much softer than she deserves i have behaved untoward and i have made a public spectacle of this investigation and for that i am deeply ashamed is that what all the commotion was about outside i acted rashly and I have only served to reinforce the negative thoughts with respect to my kind. Going to approach Eight, sitting down and kneel down next to my friend. Eight, I know you must be feeling some sort of shame, anger with yourself, but I hope that you realize that this moment of weakness, this lapse in judgment is a drop in the bucket that makes you who you are. There's... So, as far as I have seen, and I've only known you a day, as far as I have seen, you are a very kind individual. That is how I know you. Arthas knows you. A lot of people have preconceived notions with Warforged. I know this. And that colors their judgment. Please don't take it too hard. As I listen, I continue to slouch. After you stop, I turn and look at you. I do not believe Mother built me to investigate murders. I do not know how to behave, but I wanted nothing more than to hurt her for what she had done. The courtesy of Inspector Francis is more than she deserves. I have been told that existence is full of gray areas, and I use air quotes as I say that. I struggle to see things as such when they are black and white she is a murderer. She is 
bad, and she would use public opinion to make me look like a monster when she is the true danger to those here. She and other people who would poison an innocent person who wants nothing more than to eat pie for fun. How does that make me the bad person here? That is a very big question. Not everyone has the details and the knowledge that you have, that we have. So given what they know and what they were taught, they draw conclusions based on what they can see. That doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't make them bad people either. I don't I don't know what you found out about Margot when we were gone. She seems like such a sweet girl. Looks are deceiving. She is a murderess. I have let Inspector Francis take her to the police station. I will remain here. But he waits for you both there as he investigates further. I will now turn over to Arthas with a concerned look. Arthas, what exactly did you find out about Inspector Francis? There's a little... And turning back over to... to... Uh, eight. There might be some doubt cast over our newfound friend here. About that, uh... Someone was listening in on the investigation, and I had trailed them to a bar, and they had mentioned Francis has some dealings with unsavory elements... He mentioned to ask about his favorite wine. I don't know if that's if this is a a place where drink is forbidden, but this is just what I was told. What does wine have to do with the reputation of an individual? Most interesting. Friends. Best friends. I would encourage you to hurry with haste to the police station. For if Inspector Francis is not to be trusted, I would trust this with no one other than the two of you. I will remain here and join you once the crowd dissipates. Arthas, we must hurry. Inspector Francis told me where the police station before was before I followed you. I know where to go. I'll take your lead. So the two of you head off directly for the police station, leaving eight in the medical tent. You arrive, and it is a relatively squat building. It's a big open space from what you can see when you go through the doors. Another makeshift from a warehouse, so another set of large double doors, Arthas, you can get in, although you are going to have to do the crouch thing and kind of walk hunched over and, and crouched down. You get in, there are a few desks, there are people sitting at desks, you see some people walking around in guards' uniforms, and in the back corner, you see Inspector Francis with Margot, who is sipping on a cup of tea. Francis, during this whole time, it would have been very easy for the guard to come and give you a set of paperwork detailing how this individual has a bit of a gambling problem and she would have stacked up quite a few debts. We're talking thousands upon thousands of gold in debts. And her house would have recently been part of a series of foreclosures because she couldn't pay for it. Wow. Okay. Um, Margot, it seems you have a bit of a money problem. <clears throat> I, uh, well, all right. I, I know that you, um, uh, 
uh, we're not able to provide uh, very much of a description of uh, who um, convinced you to do this uh, to our uh, companion, um, the Warforged individual. Um, you wouldn't happen to uh, have any other details you'd be willing to uh, recall for me, would you? Rowan Arthas, as you are, I'm assuming, walking towards the desk, you overhear Margot answer Francis's question. He had a tattoo right here, and she points to the fleshy area between the thumb and index finger. Very good. Uh, thank you. Question, Dax. Did I recognize that on the guy I was talking to? The tattoo? No. You didn't see anything, no tattoos on his hands. Ah, ah, welcome. Inspector Rowe, Inspector Arthas, uh, welcome to the station. Uh, formerly, we're just uh, trying to settle in for a little while. Um, it was getting a bit heated on the streets. Yes, uh, Inspector Nine seemed very distraught. What exactly happened? What did you learn? Well, <clears throat> Inspector Nine performed some kind of magic thing. I'm not well-versed in magic. I don't actually know what it was. Some kind of magic thing that allowed them to perceive the truth uh, of the matter. And so, uh, because of this, uh, Margot has uh, confessed that she was the one who put the poison in the pie um, at the coercion of someone else. And so we must now... Uh, follow that lead and determine who it is uh, that is pulling the strings from behind the scene. That is troubling, yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm not familiar with the rule of law in this land. Will Margot be punished as severely as if she were the one who planned the murder? Well, from what I've gathered, I don't think she knew it was going to be murder. And so I am reasonably certain we'll have to, of course, actually consult a court of law, but I'm reasonably certain that um, she will not face the full uh, force of the law if we can bring in the murderer uh, who is the one conspiring to do this. Uh, she would merely be a an accomplice or a pawn um, and be a little better off. I turn over to Arthas. Arthas, do you believe the individual that we were following is a person of interest? Potentially, but I am unsure. Yes, Inspector, we, we were following someone that was not fleeing, but departing from the medical tent around the time of our investigation. Yeah, well, did you discover anything? I didn't discover anything. Arthas followed the lead and I believe conversed. And we might have Ins Inspector, um Yes. I'm I'm a little troubled here. The the implication that we got was that you might be a, a person of interest in this case. <clears throat> well that is uh, certainly a claim to make. Uh May I ask what was actually said about me? I, I was not around at all for the actual killing. I was at the station, uh, but I'd be curious to hear what was actually uh, 
what what the actual accusation is. Investigator, what is your favorite kind of wine? Uh, well, I do love a good Western Syrah. It's uh, got to be imported, obviously, but it's uh, quite delicious. It's got these lovely fruity notes. It's a little floral. It's it's just e excellent. I actually, I believe I uh, may have a bottle uh, somewhere around here. I'll have to find it. Perhaps I could give you a pour if you'd like. Imported from where? Well, from the West. It is not. It, it's a Western wine. It's quite. It's quite quite popular. I'm familiar with it. Ah, it's very good, isn't it? Wait, Arthas, is the claim that you were told that Inspector Francis enjoys Western wine? DM, is that correct? All the individual told you was that you should ask the detective what his favorite wine is, and I guarantee it's something you can't get around here. Hmm. And that was supposed to be his proof to back up his claim that Francis is crooked. That's what you paid a gold for. <laughs> is it illegal? I mean, Arthas wouldn't know. Um... But it was just one of those things like, I'll prove that I'm not lying. You know, I bet you anything his favorite wine is imported. Like that, it was like kind of like, here's a truth to back up the fact that I'm telling this other truth. That was his implication. Okay. Well, damn. You didn't happen to catch the name of the individual who said something about this, did you? Is it possible there's someone I've put behind bars before? Hmm. DM, my brain is smooth, did I? It's one thing people like to do. They don't ask the names of the NPCs. You sure are correct. Just I was so caught up in the moment of there's a person trailing. I must figure this out. And then it was immediately, oh, wait, I have to go save eight. <laughs> no, I did not. Well, uh, tell me everything about this individual. What do they look like? Where did you speak with them? What's, what is going on? Unkempt was listening in on our investigation followed them, Ro followed behind me for a little bit, waited outside in case I needed backup, met them at a bar, asked them what they were doing, he pulled out a little notepad when I mentioned it. It was at the inn. It started with an O, I believe. Overlook! The Overlook, yes, the Overlook Inn. Don't tend to frequent that particular establishment, but it's... The windows were very, very grimy, and Yes, it's far too lowbrow for me. It didn't seem too bad. I trust your judgment. I just felt the windows need a little bit of cleaning. That part is correct. <sighs> Interesting. Uh, gee, does this sound like someone I might be familiar with? I know it's not a, a, a very detailed description, but does it bring anything to mind? Nobody in particular jumps immediately to mind um, at the sound of the Overlook Inn, you do recall that it is frequented by people who either one, like to remain anonymous, two, are involved with some dealings where they don't want too much of a public eye, or three, people that work for the airlines to, you know, just have a cheap place to stay if they're immediately going to be getting on an airship to go back and forth between the continents. So, here's the thing. The Overlook has a bit of a reputation for being uh, the kind of place where seedy individuals go. I would wager that the individual you spoke to is probably... I don't know this for a fact. I don't know who it is. I would guess that if they're the type of person who frequents this establishment, they're probably... Um, well, I wouldn't personally trust their judgment on anything, much less a good wine. <laughs> 
I'm very sorry to hear that someone has cast a doubt upon my reputation as an inspector. It is something that I strive to do to uphold the law in every aspect of my life to the best of my abilities. No one is perfect, and I'll admit that myself, but um, I hope that the way that we have conducted this investigation speaks at least to the manner of individual that I am, even if you maintain that shadow of a doubt that is all right, uh, but I can assure you that my conscience is clear on this. I have not personally dealt much with poisonings. And I, I don't think I would have brought it up if I didn't believe that there was some sort of explanation most peculiar. I wonder if perhaps they're trying to frame me to myself. <laughs> yes, I'm going to have to look into that. In the meantime, uh, we do have some basic details about the poisoner. Uh, well, whoever was uh, convincing Margot to do the poisoning. Perhaps that is where we should begin looking next. Is who might have done this? It'll be a bit harder to determine the next steps, I feel. I'll have to look into where you might acquire poisons, seeing as how this was a bit of a special poison, uh, something uh, hard to come by, had to be made professionally. Uh, there's probably only a handful of people in the city who could do that. Maybe we connect that with the Overlook Inn. You do say that it is a bit of a seedy place. If, if there's anyone that fits that description, that is known to frequent the Overlook. Not a bad idea, not a bad idea. We could go there. Um, I would feel more comfortable if we had uh, Inspector Nine with us as well. Their ability to perceive the truth is unparalleled. They are over at the, back at the medical tent. We wish to go retrieve them. Uh, certainly, certainly. Um, uh, what time of day is it right now, GM? It is supper time, so it is probably at this point between the five and six hour, it is pretty much dark by the time this conversation is being had in the station. Do you want to take up the investigation tonight, or are you planning on taking an evening to rest and taking care of it in the morning? I'm about to propose something that seems absolutely ridiculous. What if... What if we got our meal at the Overlook Inn? I think, perhaps, and you can see, uh, Inspector Francis is visibly shuddering at the prospect of having to eat a meal from a second-rate establishment. Uh, perhaps we could collect Inspector Nine and go and uh, perhaps have a, uh, a meal there and just get the lay of the land. I will uh, produce some of the cheese that he's received earlier and try to supplement what's going to be a less than savory meal later with a moderately okay amount of cheese. Now, we, as I recall, I was not overly pleased with the particular cheese variety that it was, but um, let's, let's, you know, have a little something nice before we go and have something a little less nice. 
<clears throat> we can cutting up some of this goat cheese. If we're if we're leaving, um, going to turn over to Arthur's. It, the food at Overlook can't be that bad, right? I've yet to run into a meal that I couldn't at least stomach. And we will follow Inspector Francis over to the medical tent to pick up Inspector Nine. Perfect. So that is where I'm going to end this session. And we will pick up at the Overlook Inn with Inspector Nine in tow. Don't make that face, Josh. <laughs> I know impugn my reputation, Dax. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time. But in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. Arthas, champion of Offham, is played by Neil. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Ro is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris. Francis has been played by our guest, Josh Simons. You can follow him on Twitter at Joshua M. Simons to check out his charity streams, TTRPG content, and all-around goodness. You can also check him out on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Joshua Simons. <laughs>